Thank you for joining me for another episode of YQG in Bloom. I'm your host, Tracy Martins, and today I am sitting here with Megan Cornwall, who is the owner and jewelry maker of Iris and Marnie. Hey, Megan, how's it going? Good, thanks, Tracy. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for being here. Now, I've met Megan probably about five, six years ago. You were manager of Nancy John's Gallery, and she's an artist. Correct. She does a lot of pictures that have signs, really eclectic ones from Detroit and Windsor. The color that you paint on them is just, they stand out. They're amazing. I appreciate that. Thank you, Tracy. It's, uh, it's been, that's kind of how it all started. You know, my, mm-hmm. my kind of roots are in the visual arts and I, I was with Nancy for about seven years. Oh. Um, it was an awesome job. Now, have. did you take the photographs as well? I did. Yeah. So it starts with the photograph and mm-hmm. that's kind of the basis of the concept. And then it goes from there. So once I take the photograph, I then, uh, send it out for print and it goes on basically like this large, sticker. That's kind of how I describe it. And then it gets adhered to a wooden board and then I paint on top of that. So the photograph really is the kind of main base where then I kind of go from or start from. But you you have those colors like the the neon pinks and the greens and (laughs) she loves the Yorktown Plaza sign. Are you happy that's back up and running? Gosh, thrilled. Well, I was so sad to see that they weren't lighting it anymore and I know they're having issues with that. But it's such an iconic sign especially for this area so I think it's exceptionally important to to have those kind of things to have Mm. those pockets of history within our city because for so long we're we you know we've we've torn down or taken down or renovated or revamped and um, that's kind of the basis of the artwork as well where it's kind of a nod to memories in the past Um, so it's to me important to acknowledge those kind of historical things and do you have anything else out in um, in the works? I do. Well, I just uh, finished Fox Theater, and that was for Nancy's uh, size show. Ooh. And um, so I have another one in the works, and um, I was thinking of doing Airport Motel. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, so it's another kind of iconic sign in the city, and um, for me, it'll just be the basis, uh, will be the sign, and mm. then from there, I'll, I'll do the paint and everything on top of that. But uh, What I really like is the the Burger King since it was the very first Burger King in Canada <laughs> and they revamped it but they brought back the old sign yeah I love the fact that they went back to the retro sign and I was thinking about it when I saw it I'm like that would be a good picture <laughs> oh yeah it would you know I, I do like that too because I think there is also a nod to or a kind of a need to enjoy once mm. uh, what once was and yes. I think think we're seeing more and more of that kind of a nod to the past so it's interesting that you point that out yeah now the whole purpose of iris and marnie is a nod to the past Mm -hmm. and marnie was your grandmother and iris is your husband's grandmother yes now how did you go from artwork to jewelry That's a good question. It actually started at Nancy's. She was the one, actually, her and Diane were the ones that really encouraged me to pursue my art again. I hadn't really created since university. Oh, wow. Um, So, I mean, it had been a good span from when I started at Nancy's, and they were the ones that kind of pushed me into doing that. Once that kind of creativity started, Mm -hmm. it just kind of naturally flowed to jewelry. I've 
always loved fashion. I've always loved um, accessories in particular. So I started making jewelry actually when I was at Nancy's back in 2012. And it was metal-based jewelry. And it was because I was absolutely in love. And at the time, the really big statement necklaces were in. And I absolutely loved all the work that was coming out of specifically J. Crew. Yes. And they had really, it was classic, but it, it had that kind of funkiness to it. And I think that's mm. what really kind of spurred me on to kind of start creating my own kind of versions mm. of that. And then from there, it just grew. So for a very long time, it was metal and I did shows. Um, it wasn't as big or as much part of my life as it it is now, yeah. but uh, that's kind of how it started. And now you use polymer clay? I do, yeah. I really like it because it is classic and vintage. It seems like they're timeless pieces, which I'm wearing a ton of right now. <laughs> I have my Megan ring, which oh, I have another yeah. one at home, and <laughs> my butterfly and her earrings. And I think probably have about four or five more pairs of earrings <laughs> and another ring and a necklace. Which I'm so appreciative of. I really yeah. am. Well, I can't go to uh, shops or pop-up <laughs> shops or markets <laughs> when Megan's going because it's like, yeah, what else do we have? Which, <laughs> by the that. way, I still do want to have the nutcracker earrings. Oh, yes, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And I, it's interesting because I've noticed more and more and never thought that I would as a jewelry artist, see regulars. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that. And it's so rewarding. It's surprising, but it's rewarding. You started right when the pandemic started mm -hmm. in 2020. Yep. But we spent so many, so many months <laughs> in our PJs and our sweats. Even if you're wearing a sweatshirt and jeans, you, you want to kind of dress it up a little bit, mm -hmm. just give it a little bit of flair without it costing an arm and a leg. Yep. And that's and true. that's what these pieces are. I've worn these really sparkly. Oh, those are my favorite. I've, I know. I've worn them with a hoodie. It didn't look weird. It, you can wear them no. anywhere. They, they are cost effective. Now, is that because of the polymer clay? Uh, it's twofold. When I started, and again, that kind of going back to 2012, when I started this, my goal was to make affordable jewelry. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I always kind of preface it with it's costume jewelry, but you know, it's kind of elevating it to a sense where it's got an artistic flair and it has um, a design concept behind it. It is small batch. It's slow made. So I'm trying to kind of mesh those two worlds of like exclusivity and um, kind of a cost effective piece. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Palmer clay definitely lends itself. Um, where I start to see my costs increase is more the elements. And mm -hmm. As of late, you know, I've really tried to create a little bit more or pay, excuse me, a little bit more attention mm -hmm. to my materials as well. So that's kind of upped it as well. All of the backings are stainless steel and they're 18 karat gold plated or they're silver plated, um, which I've realized is really important when I started all this. So. It, it is because I'm the type that even if it says that it's hypoallergenic, mm -hmm. I usually can't wear them. And these ones, I, I haven't had a problem wearing them every hear. day. But there's others that I've had to throw out because I wear them once and I'm irritated. You have to be so careful. And I realized that very quickly when mm -hmm. I started this, especially when I started um, the earrings. And that was, as you said, in 2020, um, I realized it had to be nickel-free. It had mm -hmm. to be cadmium-free. We had to make sure that there were no, no allergens um, in the metals that were actually in direct contact with the ear. 
Now, was Marnie, was she a big jewelry person? Oh, was she ever, Tracy? <laughs> oh, my goodness. She was very fashionable. Mm. And her attention to accessories was impeccable. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, I mean, of the time, the, the 30s, 40s, 50s, hats, gloves. Um, the fancy little purses. Oh, yes, the oh. little purses. She had that one hat. Oh, gosh, it was so cute kind of tilted to the side and had this big plume of a feather coming out of it. And that was so her, you know? Oh, wow. She was very, um, very fashionable lady. Yeah. And if you ever get to see her at the markets, you have these big pictures of her, which I love that you are really keeping with the roots of it. Now, before I go any further, I do want to give a shout out to Candice, who does the Hello, Hello World podcast. And which I love her. She's on Apple Podcasts. I do listen to her and she is another Windsor, Essex County uh, podcaster that loves the small businesses as well as influential people in our community. But she did an interview with Megan in September of 2021. And I had to bring note to it because I, I listened to it today and I can't believe the difference, how much you have changed in just a year like you've really expanded the whole line honestly it's been a whirlwind and when I think back to that you know how I started and actually it's funny I was getting notifications today on social media giving me photos of when I first started the polymer clay back in 2020 I mean, I was cutting things out with like washers and <laughs> I was baking stuff in like muffin tins. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Megan. Like, but did it work? It did, but it got better. And you know, yeah. I think um, it's interesting because you have to start somewhere, especially as an artist, mm-hmm. you you, you got to try the medium and you have to hone your skills and work from there. And that's kind of what I found. And I was so surprised, um, you know, not really knowing how this was going to go. I was Mm -hmm. so surprised how welcoming the community was um, with this crazy endeavor and how it just kind of snowballed from there. There was one opportunity after the other. And that isn't to say there wasn't hard work behind it, Mm -hmm. networking and all that. But, um, you know, I think we're really fortunate to live where we do. I do too. What, What did you start off with? What was your first piece? Earrings. Earrings? Specifically. So I just made earrings and I made big statement earrings because um, at the time that was really kind of on trend, on point for polymer clay, mm-hmm. like the bigger, the better. And um, and I've noticed uh, as we've kind of progressed into later 2022, heading into 2023, trends have really kind of, I think, shifted to more delicate pieces. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm still a big advocate of, of statement jewelry, and I always I will be, and I think there's a place for it. Well, because that necklace yeah. that you have, that I have that in the blue, but it's the smaller chain, yeah. so you're you're modernizing it, and I really love it with the bigger chain. I appreciate that. I, I think that's where I'm trying to find the balance between my own personal taste and obviously preferences of others and kind of making sure that I can appease and, and appeal to a wider audience. Audience, which is kind of why I diverted from earrings as well. 
Yeah, so you have your earrings mm-hmm. and the necklace and the rings. Are you looking into doing bracelets or are you just going to stick with the main three? Well, I started uh, back in, I want to say June. So for Art in the Park, I had bracelets. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a leap of faith. I have no idea how this is going to go. Um, so I tried them and they went over really well. And then I just kind of... I want to go. So that's definitely something that I'm thinking about bringing back because I don't have them at my shows now or on yeah. my website. So, and it's not really something I promoted or, or really kind of talked about. So it's definitely in the works. Yeah. Now, what is your favorite piece that you've made right from the get go? You know, and I'm not just saying this because you're wearing them. <laughs> Those earrings that you have on, I think to date are my favorite. It's just a balance, a little bit of sparkle, and they were from my winter, this uh, holiday collection, uh, my most recent one, and they're some of my favorite pieces that I've made. It seems that this season for the winter collection, you have used more than just the polymer clay. Mm-hmm. We have the little snowflakes, and then you have the plastic leg for from the Christmas story. She <laughs> has the leg, and you have your toy soldiers as well. Yep. You've also made them into sun catchers. I have, yeah. Ornaments? Ornaments as well, too. So I kind of, I I started sun catchers back in the summer. um, And those really started to catch on as well. Because it was a way for me to capture an audience outside of jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just another little added something. So if I had someone come to my booth or check out my website, I had you know, maybe a home decor item that maybe if they weren't into earrings or necklaces or rings, that might satisfy something that they're looking for. So I uh, did the sun catchers in the summer and then I thought, well, why not ornaments? And then use some of the crystals from the sun catchers in the ornaments as well, because they're just so pretty. They hit the light and you get all that sparkle on the floor. So it's nice. Oh, I love them. And I one day want to watch you make them because I know you put a lot in. I've seen a few of your little snippets on Instagram. And how how long does it take to make? Like, because your necklace, that is a mix. How long yes. did something like that take? Anywhere between, I would say four hours to six hours in total. It just depends on the piece. So I kind of say there's stages to the clay making. So you've got the baking stage Mm -hmm. um, where you're hand mixing and crafting the colors. Then you're cutting them out with the cutters and baking them. Mm -hmm. Then you move on to um, the finishing stage where I am polishing and sanding. And that just takes, depending again on the piece, it could take, you know, a couple hours just to get through a whole batch in and itself. Wow. Now for your necklace, and I keep going to it because it's right there. (laughs) How many different colors or pieces of clay? Because there's sparkly in that as well. So this one is translucent based. Um, So there's a really cool clay. Um, I use uh, Sculpey Souffle as kind of my main um, clay. Mm -hmm. But I really like Fimo. They've got this translucent clay. So you can actually use it to make like these faux stone finishes. So that's kind of the main base of this one. And then I think it's got three other clay colors in there. So there's like a custom mixed gold, white, and then I think there's a bit of a gray in there as well too. Yeah. And I just, I forgot my ring. It has a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's where you you use uh, acrylic paint as well too. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You'd never know it. So the little veins. That's paint. 
Yeah, never you can knew use that. Paint or you can use liquid clay as well too, um, mm. and you can get the liquid clay in a variety of colors as well. It gives you that kind of cool finish. So, oh wow, a lot more <laughs> intricate than what I ever expected. Thinking back on all of these, what is one piece that you were actually really surprised that went over that you were kind of, I don't know if people are going to like it. Is there one thing that just shocked you? Uh, I would say the rings. Mm. I wasn't really certain when I kind of put them out there. I always start with my gut and I saw this kind of metal base where I thought that's really cool. I really like that. Something I would wear, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really certain people would actually like it because again, it was a little bit bigger. It was a little funkier and it's actually the piece, the ring that you have on there. I just, I wasn't sure how people were going to take. And I thought, well, I don't know. Am I going to be left with? Well, and and the funny thing was, is, I'm more on the delicate side, so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get it, something different, and I, I yeah. just like things that are different. I can't believe how comfortable it is. You it's kind of forget that it's on there after a while. That's key. I mean, I always test my product out, mm-hmm. um, obviously, before it goes live, but that was one that I was surprised about as yeah. well, and it's so nice to hear because I, too, I have I kept one of those for myself. I think the only surprised. problem I've had is I, I have another one that's in a blue, like the butterfly, which <laughs> was just kind of a test piece. And I, I wear them both on the same finger. Uh, I've actually got them caught together and then I'm stuck going, oh no, how do I get I get apart? that. <laughs> I totally get that because I've done the same thing. <laughs> Thank God I thought it was just me. <laughs> You're always on the go between making your jewelry, doing pop-up markets. And she also works at the urban art market, which I think you guys all have to work there a little bit. Correct. Doing your artwork as well. Do you have any downtime? Ever. <laughs> you know, I generally know, <laughs> but I'm so happy that for me, and this sounds so cliche, I, I know, but it doesn't feel like work. No. And I do come January, you know, I, I do get a bit of a lull from markets and pop ups. Mm-hmm. Usually it's January, February, March, and then they start up again for the season at the end of April. So that has given me a little bit more time to kind of regroup, reset, figure things out for the coming year. And then, you know, to take my time and really set my goals as to what I want. And that's what I did last January. It was, it was a chance for me to kind of catch my breath because as I mentioned, I love this. It doesn't feel like like work, but um, it's also, it can be really grueling as you know, kind of doing these pop-ups every weekend. And well, and you just did bright lights last weekend. How was that? I was so bummed to miss it. It was so much fun, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I did bright lights last year, so Mm. in 2021, and it was such an interesting experience. It was such a great vibe being in those huts. Those are cute little huts. They were so much fun. They also made being outside for, you know, five, six hours a little bit more palatable. They give you a heater. Um, But the city of Windsor does it up so nicely. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so well organized. Uh, Tiana Lindsay, who is the organizer, who works with all the vendors, is impeccable. She's incredible. And um, I find myself exceptionally lucky to be a part of it and to have done it this year as well as last. Now, do you only get to do it for the one weekend or are you going to be in it again? I applied for just one weekend this year. And and same as last year. I think for me too, I I said to myself, you know, no more outdoor shows after the middle of December. (laughs) I had also said, you know, it's funny. I 
backtrack. I, I said to my husband, Chris, uh, no more outdoor shows after my last one, which was October, I think it was like October 22nd. And he looked at me and he was like, no, you know, it's, you're, you're going to be you're doing gonna, an outdoor show. <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, you don't really have to do so many markets. You were in five stores. I was yeah. shocked because when you talked to Candace last year, you were just in Nancy John's gallery mm-hmm. in the urban art market. And where are you now? Yeah, so I'm in Nancy John's Gallery and uh, Urban Art Market, but I'm also 46 Talbot there in Essex, as well as Mina Preach uh, Framing and Designs. And, uh, you know, I've been really fortunate to get into these fantastic retailers who have been exceptionally supportive of my work. And also, if you can't get to any of the pop-up markets or to these stores, you are selling them online at irisandmarnie.com? Correct, yep. So I have an online store. That was one of the first things that I I did when I decided to kind of create this brand and Mm -hmm. this company. So online store was a must for me. Oh, for sure. Do you see yourself maybe getting a brick and mortar or are you happy just being all over the place? No, I definitely want a brick and mortar uh, store. It's something that I've had in my back of my brain for many, many years. Um, and I've always wanted to kind of foster that idea, but I've always been interested in being an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. And I love the idea of expanding it into something beyond jewelry as well, too. Now, Christmas is only a couple of weeks away. Do you still have product for those last minute shoppers? You bet I do. So mm-hmm. I will, you know, I, I've decided uh, actually at the beginning of this uh, season that I wouldn't be doing just one large drop as I did in mm-hmm. previous years, um, that I would be kind of slowly dropping new work as the months progress. So I will be doing more updates to my website and I will have stock available for sure for those last minute people. Excellent. Yeah. And again, they can come to the urban art market, Nancy John's gallery. She's in yeah. so many just Follow her on Instagram and on Facebook, hit up her website, and you'll be able to find Megan somewhere in the town. (laughs) I'm all over. (laughs) You are. Well, Megan, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule with Iris and Marnie to visit us today on YQG and Bloom. Tracy, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate it as well. Again, my name is Tracy Martins, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of YQG and Bloom. And I will see you next week where I'm going to give you a little insight into myself, my own business, and why I decided to create YQG and Bloom. Have a great night.